0: Today in business from Wired. On November 10th, 2021, Varajan Gehamian, an assistant professor at Yerevan State University in Armenia, received a notification from Apple on his phone. His device had been compromised by Pegasus, a sophisticated piece of spyware created by the Israeli NSO group that has been used by governments to spy on and repress journalists, activists, and civil society groups. But Gahamian was mystified as to why he'd been targeted. At the time, I was delivering public lectures and giving commentaries, appearing on local and state media, he says. He was mainly speaking about the ongoing conflict in Nagoro-Karabakh, a disputed territory that is internationally recognized as part of Azerbaijan, but has sought independence with the backing of Armenia. In a joint investigation by Access Now, Citizen Lab, Amnesty International, Cyberhub AM, and independent security researcher Ruben Maradian, the team concluded that Gahamian was one of 13 Armenian public officials, including journalists, former government workers, and at least one United Nations official, whose phones were targeted by the elite spyware. Amnesty's research previously found that more than 1,000 Azerbaijanis were also included on a leaked list of potential Pegasus targets. Five of them were confirmed to have been hacked. It was the first time that we have spyware use documented in a war like this, says Natalia Krapiva, tech legal counsel at Access Now. With it comes a whole host of complications. NSO Group did not provide an attributable comment in time for publication. Nagoro Karabakh has been the site of ongoing violent clashes between Armenia and Azerbaijan since the fall of the Soviet Union. But in September 2020, they escalated into all-out war that lasted for about six weeks and left more than 5,000 people dead. Despite a ceasefire agreement, clashes continued into 2021. In 2022, Human Rights Watch documented war crimes against Armenian prisoners of war, and the region has suffered a massive blockade that has left tens of thousands of people without basic necessities. The researchers found that most of the spyware victims were infected during the time of the war and its aftermath. Most of the people targeted were those working on topics related to human rights violations, says Donica O'Carroll, head of Amnesty International Security Lab. While the researchers were unable to conclusively determine who was behind the surveillance, NSO Group has historically said that it only licenses its products to governments, particularly to law enforcement and intelligence agencies. Previous reporting has found that Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Morocco, Rwanda, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, India, Togo, and the United Arab Emirates were all likely NSO group customers. In 2022, the company said it would no longer sell to non-NATO countries. A Pegasus infection is a zero-click attack, meaning the victim doesn't need to open a suspicious email or click a bad link. There is no behavior that would have protected these people from this spyware, says John Scott Railton, senior researcher at Citizen Lab. While Pegasus has historically been used by government officials against their own populations, particularly activists and journalists, for which the company has come under international scrutiny, Scott Railton says the use across borders in a conflict is particularly concerning. NSO is always saying we sell our stuff to fight crime and terror. Obviously, this suggests that the reality goes beyond that, he says. While Scott Railton says it's unclear what information was being sought from the victims, the Pegasus software gives nearly unprecedented access to anything in an infected phone. It also allows the surveillance to turn on the microphone or camera remotely, turning the device into a pocket spy. It's the kind of thing that could potentially change or influence the course of a conflict. Nowhere is this more evident than in the experience of one victim, Anna Nagdalian, a former spokesperson for the Armenian Foreign Ministry. In her role, Nagdalian had intimate knowledge of the ceasefire negotiations between Armenia and Azerbaijan. With all the information about the war on my phone, she told Access Now. It's one thing for a state to use a tool like this against military adversaries on the battlefield, says David Kay, a former U.N. special rapporteur on the right to freedom of opinion and expression and a clinical professor of law at the University of California, Irvine. But the potential to surveil across borders in a time of conflict has not just human rights concerns but national security concerns. According to the report, if any humanitarian organizations were caught in the surveillance dragnet— that could make the use of Pegasus a violation of international law, which protects humanitarian workers in conflict settings. Regardless of which state is using it, there needs to be a comprehensive investigation and accountability, says O'Carroll. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business.